Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Body Love Box is the friendly, fat positive, body positive, intersectional, and LGBTQIAP plus affirming monthly subscription box that supports marginalized artists and pays them all a fair living wage. Every month you'll get a box with five to seven full-size goodies like zines, soaps and bath bombs, enamel pins, art prints, and cards. Plus they ship anywhere in the world. In my Body Love Box this month, I got some super cute stickers and I really love them. Head to the thebodylovebox.com and use code She's All Fat for 25% off your first month. The Buffy Cloud Comforter has over 11,000 five-star reviews. Everyone agrees it's the softest, fluffiest comforter out there. I love the eucalyptus fabric around the comforter. It's softer than cotton and naturally soothes skin. I used to always flip my pillow back and forth to get to the more comfortable side, but now I just take my Buffy Cloud Comforter and wrap myself completely up in it. The inside fill of each Buffy Comforter is made from 100% recycled water bottles that are transformed into the fluffy fiber I can't get enough of. You can try a comfy, sustainable Buffy Comforter in your own bed free. If you don't love it, return it at no cost. Get $20 off by visiting Buffy.co and entering code SAF. That's Buffy.co, promo code SAF. I'm Sophie. I'm April. And this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll take a behind-the-scenes look at this past season. We'll tell you how the meat of it gets made. Blech and then take a peek at season five. Our producer Maria and junior producer Lynn are hopping on to join me as we talk about the pod. April, what do you have to say? Love you. Let's head into April's last obsessions for the season. Here we go. What is up, everyone? It's April, and I'm here with, you guessed it, a list of things I very much enjoy, a.k.a. my obsessions. Let's begin, shall we? I'm where I always am, in my car parked outside my house, because when I try to record in the house, my sister asks too many damn questions. So here we are. My first obsession is... I have been watching almost exclusively HBO shows these days. I guess I'm just like highbrow as fuck. I don't know what's going on. But so my next obsessions are going to be about HBO shows that I've been sucked into watching. Number one, this is one that not a lot of people are watching. I think it was bigger in the UK, but it's called Years and Years. Um, It is a horrifying television program um about basically like a theoretical but honestly very likely near future basically from the year 2020 to like 2029 or something and it's about like a near future where like climate change is happening and it's like the world is ending and there's terrorism and there's like mass deportation and there's just like all this shit going on and so it's this what is really cool about it is this white like upper middle class family in the uk i think they live in manchester and they just are sort of like they've always been not really affected by the news like they have this conversation at some point where they're like remember when the news is boring like now it's like they had the sister who was near a nuclear like warfare like she may have got some radiation poisoning it's like all of a sudden the things that they just like were watching on the news affect them in their daily life and it's literally so fascinating because basically it's a show about like when privileged people have to start dealing with the fact that like this is not new it's just now it's in your face because now it's affecting your life and how you still 
maintain this like attitude of privilege even in the midst of like pure chaos so the the show is like extremely stressful to watch because again it's all things that are likely to happen like the uk gets a very conservative prime minister like trump starts some shit and bombs are dropped like stuff like that where it's just like okay it might happen so it's not really fantasy but um it's just like fascinating to watch it's like kind of a thriller kind of sci-fi for those reasons but also just like really funny like the family is just really dry and they're all really close and it's interesting to see how they react to this these world issues like now at their front door and so i don't want to spoil it every episode what i will tell you is every episode is like another year so like uh, it'll be like a shortened version of like the year in that family's life and what happened and what changed and it's just been wild to watch if you feel emotionally prepared for that because honestly if you're not like i get it it really felt quite raw but if you feel up to it i would recommend years and years so that's a show i actually like a show i'm not sure i like but i am caught up on is euphoria if you follow any teens on twitter i'm sure you know about euphoria it's this new hbo show starring zendaya um and judd apatow's daughter and some other people and it's just about like teens who are like on drugs and they're like fucking and there's just like a lot going on i think the show is more interesting visually but if you really like pay attention to the script it makes absolutely zero sense and it's so off the wall ridiculous like it's like degrassi but 10 times the budget is basically what it is i think it's fascinating because honestly it looks cool and because it just makes me question like how old i am because these spirits these people's like experience is so foreign from mine they're like gen z i don't know what they're talking about they're like terrorizing each other on tiktok like i have no clue but it is fascinating more anthropologically than like true entertainment um so i will be watching euphoria if you want to tweet me your thoughts again i can't tell if it's good i don't think it is but i am watching okay next is big little lies which if you know me you know that this show's my game of thrones is this show bad yes is it my favorite show on television right now also yes it has everything i like in a tv show which is like beach views cardigans fancy white ladies uppity fights like all my favorite shit right so season i mean if you've seen season one then you know that season two is doomed from the start because they didn't have any more plot like they used up all the plot in season one it's based off a book and it's one book and they covered the book in season one so season two was just truly greedy and unnecessary and yet i tuned in i am mostly there for the performances so like laura dern is doing a full camp performance like she's playing this woman from mars who just (laughs) does not operate like a normal human being and i'm absolutely in love with her meryl streep is on it and i won't say anything further than that because if you know Meryl Streep, you already know how she gets down. She's perfect. She's transcendent. It is incredible. It's, again, so foreign to my experience. Just like Euphoria, they're like, I can't look away because I'm like, oh, sorry, what's your life? Like, I have no idea. So the finale just aired. It, You know, I don't like it. Like, I don't like the finale. <laughs> but if this show wants to do another unnecessary season, I'm here. So that's Big Little Lies. And finally, my obsession is just with all of of you i just can't thank you enough for all the support you guys have given me while i've been on this sort of like life transition and everything's wild you know i'm thinking about getting a tattoo everything's in flux and i just can't thank you all enough for supporting me along the ride for sticking with soph and our team they've made some really incredible content that i'm so proud of and i can't wait to see what happens next and i just want to thank you all again for being extremely cool chill incredible individuals and i hope you have a good summer hags hags it up i plan to have a good summer i did my like one obligatory beach trip and i think i'm good but you know i'm gonna be wearing shorts i'll be out here you know living my life having lime popsicles and i hope you are too so that is my obsessions for the end of the season have an amazing summer and we'll talk soon back to you soph Love you, April. Okay, my obsessions for this week. I'm a little low on obsessive feeling right now because I did get glutened yesterday by my favorite candy that I have been avoiding admitting that it's gluten, which is strawberry belts. It's literally just gluten and sugar, but I love it, but I can't eat it anymore because it gives me bad GI stuff. But um, if anyone has any gluten-free strawberry belts ideas, let me know. 
pretty bent out of shape about it. I've also been wearing pretty much exclusively like vintage tees from Depop and from my friend Rebecca's LHLL store, which I post on my Insta all the time, and bike shorts. And if you have HS like me, then one thing I've been doing with the bike shorts is I just always wipe my thighs with Stridex because that helps if I feel scared about my thighs being in like enclosed a pant. You know what I mean? If you got HS, you know what I mean. What else? I reordered some of those like not pot gummies that are CBD gummies. They're expensive. I wish they would work with us and give us a discount at them, tell them to work with us, but I really like them. So I have been reordering them. And, you know, using my CBD arsenals to get through the summer, check our site and in the show notes, we work at this one company that does CBD tinctures and I like those as well. Put those in my purse, but I like the not pot gummies for going to bed at night. Like they just help me feel chill when I'm going to sleep. Y'all, we're going to put a link in the show notes for my friend Tasbia, um, her Twitter. She's an amazing writer. I just wanted to give her a little shout out this week because I love her a lot. We've been hanging out a bunch and she deserves some love. So follow her if you want some cool takes on uh, depression on Twitter (laughs) and read her writing. She's an amazing music journalist. She is smart and funny and beautiful and I love her a lot. Okay, moving on to my favorite people are Apple Podcast reviewers and our patrons who are getting a shout out this week. Apple Podcast review shout outs. Y'all know that if you continue to give us good reviews, we will one day make it onto new and noteworthy, I hope. Okay, so thank you all to the following people. Michelle Rivera, Ling H, Sunshine and Flower 7, Jack's Tired Mum. <laughs> M. Garen 03 and the number one who, also a Who Weekly fan probably. Thank you all so much for leaving us a nice little review. We appreciate you. We read those. We send them to each other. We need it for getting advertisers and attention and keeping doing the pod. Um, We also need our patrons. As you know, we have ads now and we are probably going to get some more support pretty soon. Wink, wink, content, but we will never, ever, ever go without our patrons. Y'all make us able to make independent decisions, to be able to turn down things that don't feel right for us, to be able to continue to make media that we feel super strongly about. And we hope that y'all enjoy the Awards we give you too. So thank y'all to the following patrons, Gislaine, Marie, Ray J, Natalie Blum Ross, Cricket Young, Hannah, and Beth Stevenson. Thank y'all so much. Okay, some news. It's the last up of the season. Wow, we came through the whole summer. Now we're going to go on our late summer, early fall break. Um, We will be back sooner than you think. Watch for some news on our feed coming up. We're going to talk about it a little bit, a little, give you little hints in the meat of it here. But yeah, we'll be back very soon. Please send us ideas for what you want us to talk about in season five. I already have a whole bunch of things that I want to do, but always want to hear what y'all want to hear from us and guests you want us to have on and uh, all those kinds of things. So please send us emails with season five ideas. Please tweet April support and love for her writing ventures. We're very proud of her. Make sure to mark your calendars for her show coming out this fall on NBC. No big deal. She's running on a show on NBC. No big deal. And yeah, thank y'all for following along this season. We're excited for season five. Um, If you're in the patron group, then you'll still get content and all sorts of stuff like on our break and obviously the Facebook group, which is an amazing resource for all of the questions people want to ask us. Um, If you've sent us an email and not gotten a response because I'm behind on emails, join the Facebook group. It's our patron level team, uh, Paisley Moo Moo, and it's a really great space. Um, This week, people are talking about changing gender presentations. They're talking about about Superfit Hero Leggings, um, which is one of our sponsors, and they're talking about reviews of them and how much they like them, and summer crop tops. So if any of those discussions sound fun to you, or if you want to go get some support or give other fatties some support, or if you're a straight-sized person who wants to learn more, join that 
Facebook group. Okay. I'd love to also plug our extra segment for Team I Love Bread and Above. This week, Maria, Lynn, and I are each doing a five-minute take on our favorite things. You'll hear a little bit more from the team on Patreon-level Team I Love Bread. Okay. Lastly, this week, we got a really freaking sweet voice message from an Irish Hannah who has become my friend on Instagram. So here is that. Hello, this is an Irish Hannah. I really appreciate everything that you're doing. And I just wanted to drop a little voice note to let you know that Hannah Asquilga is Anya. So um, hello from an Irish Anya. And I really appreciate the new venture that uh, you guys have gone on this season and the production has been great and the content has been great and keep it coming and congratulations on all of the excess. Good night, you're in Boherlif. Have a great summer fall, Hannahs and H's. We love you. Stick around for the meat of it. Here we go. <laughs> The meat of it. All right, here we are. The full team is here. It's me, Sophie. It's Maria Wortel. It is Lynn Barbera. Barbara. Yeah. First one. Which one? Barbera. Barbera. We're all here, and we are two thirds queer, and we are <laughs> going to just do a little chit chat up, talking about the past season and the next season, and give y'all a little behind the scenes insight on how she's all fat gets put together. We could like go through how the average episode is made. Do you guys want to do that? Yeah. Let's do it. Great. First, I come up with some very random or vague idea and I text the group chat about it. (laughs) And then Lynn puts it into some sort of outline and Maria helps narrow it down. And then Maria and Lynn figure out the logistics for it. And tell me exactly what to do. That's my version of how it starts. Is that how you guys think it starts? No, it's so different because sometimes if we want to reach out to someone, you have better connections with them. So you'll sort of plan that on your own. But then Lynn and I will be like, hey, have you done that yet? Or we just sort of try to make sure you do it at a time where the rest of the episode can happen because that's like the key part of it. You sort of sort out who you're talking to, when you're when you're talking to them, where, all that. And then once we have those files, it sort of, it just goes back and forth between the three of us, like a bajillion different times yeah. through different steps of it. I feel like this, this season, since it was obviously a big change this season and to more reported episodes, we tried like so many different ways of mm-hmm. making episodes. It took us a long time to feel like, I feel like finally now, we know how, (laughs) what process works for us. Well, because I came in about what, like halfway through season one. Yeah. And so that already for me was a learning curve because it was sort of coming into a process that you and April and your old producer had and sort of like lightly suggesting like, oh, I've done things this way before. Would you guys be open to that? And so like, we sort of came up with our own like little way of doing it. Things may, may have like changed along the way, but for three seasons, it pretty much stayed that way. Yeah. Like season one and two, I just remember being like, you guys get me the audio. It's like <laughs> 8 p.m. I have to work all oh day because I still had a totally different different job. Whereas like now all I do is work on podcasts. Like I yeah. still had a survival job, you know, at that point. And so it was like balancing between your and April's schedule, which was already crazy. So you guys were already like recording at weird hours of the day and then getting it to me and being like Maria I'm so sorry it's like due in two days and then me being like okay I work all day tomorrow like and it was just it, for no nobody's fault but everyone's schedule was so tied up in other things that yeah that felt like a struggle and so going into this season when it was like a big change was already needing to happen it sort of gave us the opportunity to be like okay well since we're already missing a key element we have a chance to kind of start from scratch right now I remember April and I FaceTimed you and we were like okay like April's gonna take a break because she needs to be able to focus on these other things right now and like try to get her writing job so we were like okay so you and I are gonna just like do reported ups and we were like great that'll be easy (laughs) we were were naive we were like it shouldn't be that 
much more work, right? Like, it'll be fine. So, like, if you think about it, though, it was like, we had three people doing work, and we were just like, okay, Sophie will continue doing what she's doing, Maria will continue doing what she's doing, and then we'll just, like, absorb April's responsibility, and then give, like, Lynn overflow stuff. Yeah. But we, like, very quickly found out that it was just almost three times more work with the same amount of people. Yeah. (laughs) We had to recalibrate like several times. Exactly. Even though we went into season four being like, okay, we're going to change things up. Yeah. We're going to make this work. It's a big change, but we're like putting in some new structures and deadlines, etc. Like we went in and then very quickly, like episode to episode, we kept having to adjust. We did just a little bit per episode being like, okay, that didn't work out well this time. Like next time, let's do it this way. And then also along the way we did like major re-restructuring yes we were figuring out um we want to keep the same feel and we want to keep the same like focus but we're going to do a totally different content structure and that also was like it took me a while to like get up to speed like now I feel like I have a much better handle on how I want to structure the episodes but we were going from like April and I were pretty practiced at like banging out whatever we wanted Mm -hmm. the episode to be like and so I was like, okay, cool. Like it'll be easy to transfer, but it turns out it's like way harder to transfer it. So it just took a while. Like it took a while. I think in retrospect, I'm like, we did a really good job managing all of this in the moment. It was like, we all had breakdowns <laughs> at various points. Yep. 100%. <laughs> but like, you know what? I think we really pulled it out this season. I think we did great. Yeah, I'm glad we built in those breaks when we did, like, the initial restructure. But in retrospect, like, that first break that we did felt (laughs) like it didn't even happen. Yeah, Because we were so, like, okay, we need to, like, redo some things. Where are we at? Blah, blah, blah. With Lynn especially, I feel like halfway through, we, like, told you, like, this is what you're doing from now on. Yeah, basically, (laughs) we're like, it's the big leagues now, Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have a completely different set of responsibilities now. And she's, yeah, Lynn, maybe you should talk about that, like, the process a bit. (laughs) Like, I need to go back and listen to season three, because in my head, like, this is the way the podcast has always been, because this is the (laughs) only time that I've, like, actually worked, like, during season. Oh, true. Which is weird. Yeah. You've taken on a lot more this season, though, than you did before. You've really, you've leveled up. We pay you now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think... I was also very nervous. Like, I remember, Sophie, when you were like, all right, like, you can have this job like we want you, but you have to, like, be able to do it. Like, do you have enough time? You're, like, in school. You, like, just finished your thesis. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I have to say yes. Like, I'm not going to (laughs) not, like, work on this podcast. I just was really, really nervous. And I think that, I don't know, I was, like, doing a learning curve in addition to like the season learning curve yeah because it wasn't even just step up to this new role it was like step up to this new role also by the way we're gonna do things totally differently (laughs) than we did last season this is your also this is like your first professional almost post-college thing was a lot I mean I really feel like you've done a great job don't you do you feel like you've like learned a lot and like say we did good did we do good you did good (laughs) (laughs) do you feel good about it Do I feel good about it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, like, this job, like, set me on a career course for my future. Like, it's not even just, like, a thing that I'm doing on the side. During my internship last summer, I was, like, working for She's All Fat kind of, like, on the side of working at this, like, improv theater, and I really wanted to do comedy. But then, like, all of the time that I was spending doing She's All Fat... I like preferred so much more and I was like oh I should do podcasting like you guys really gave me the opportunity to like come up with my own episodes and like do so much writing and like do a lot of research and I feel like I've been writing a lot of cover letters that are like because we have such a small team I'm able to get involved with various (laughs) aspects of the production but it's true it's true yeah it's 100% true I feel very lucky that we have such a tight team and like can depend on each other and like can make things work. We all have like very different strengths, which is really nice because basically what that means is we all have different weaknesses. So we can kind of cover for each other pretty well, you know, it's very true. (laughs) What do you guys think is, is stuff that 
the average listener might not know or like might be curious about behind the scenes? I know one for sure. What? That before I got into the field of like radio and podcasting, like I did not realize how much prep work. Well, I guess I knew there was prep work, but basically we're working on anywhere from like, I don't know, four to sometimes even like six or seven episodes at a time. My brain, I would say probably most people's, but like it's really hard to be able to recall at what point of each episode you're at. Yes. Like, if that makes any sense. So sometimes like we'll be talking about an episode and getting really into it and then we'll realize that, oh crap, we're behind on this other episode because we forgot that something had to happen in order for it to move on to like the next part of the process. I don't know. It's like really like what's the word? There's just too much to keep track of. It feels like sometimes um, when it's like a team of three people. We have so many Google charts. We have so, so many. many. <laughs> because there's just like no way that any one of us could have that much information in their brain at once. No. And that's like something I never would have known as just a listener. Yeah. Well, because you're just consuming one at a time. And so you maybe don't like know that behind the scenes there's actually like, we're like, okay, ads for this up. Okay. Content for this one. Okay. Interview for this one. It's like, there's so many different, it's like a whole content production schedule. You know, we're doing the same things as big company podcasts, but with just Mm -hmm. us basically. I was really nervous about changing the kind of episodes we did. And also like, you know, I was nervous to do a season without my little bestie work wife, April, because like doing the episodes where we just talk, that is prep work. But it's not the same kind of prep work at all. Like April and I would like talk about the outlines, do research on our own. But then recording that was just like talking with one of my best friends, you know? Exactly. It's so much easier to keep an episode focused when you're just sort of chatting with someone. Yeah. And when it's just one person, you have to predetermine that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, exactly. This was, yeah. we did a lot more learning about like how to stitch various components together. Like it felt a lot more like things being slowly pulled together until they mm-hmm. like became a cohesive whole. It's fulfilling in a different way. Like a lot mm-hmm. of times when April and I would record, we would come out and be like, was that good? <laughs> like, cause we just would be talking to each other, you know? But also I remember a lot of the time, one of you would be like, okay, hold on, let's stop there and like go back to this one point. Yeah. And then in just in the way I would edit it, it would feel very streamlined. Yeah. Whereas if I were just to hold a mic up to my face right now, it would be a thousand tangents and like no (laughs) substance, you know? April and I had a more natural skill at that, like hosting a conversation in that way Mm -hmm, that I didn't mm -hmm. totally appreciate was like a natural skill that I had until I was trying to transfer translate it into this, you know, Mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, that was a skill I was good at. Okay. Let's try (laughs) it this way. But like, you know, I think we've done great. I mean, honestly, like I'm very proud of us. I'm very proud of April. She now has her paid podcast and she has her TV show that she's writing on. Like that's coming out this fall. Watch it. What's it called again? Sunny Sign. Uh, Sunny Sign. Everyone tune into Sunny Sign. It's just, it's an amazing thing that April is now too busy with high paid jobs to do. (laughs) She's all fat work, you know, like that's a very cool thing. Um, And it's also very cool that we've been able to like continue and turn she's all fat kind of onto a next level. It feels like to me. It totally feels like that. I think. Yeah, for sure. I'm very proud of us. I think there's also like a good like frame of April that's like still very much in the podcast. I don't know if you feel that oh, way. Yeah. Just like like little like April isms, like everyone in the family will still like send voice messages and they're like, here's that voice for April. Or oh usually, yeah. Like when people email, they're still like Sophie and April, which like maybe is oh, just totally. because they don't know that like (laughs) no I mean April obviously like she'll always be a huge part of the pod like no matter how much she's actually on the air or not like we founded it together you know exactly and I think the first three seasons we did like stand alone like on their own merit like as their their own thing and like it's fun like we've been talking about how we can because April's going to continue to be like off pod we're going to, we've been like talking about how do we, how do we continue to bring April spirit (laughs) 
That sounds like she's dead. I know. How do we continue <laughs> to bring <laughs> bring those things? Because I love those things. You know, they're part of what we've built here. And so, like, that's fun. Like, having her send in her obsession still is fun. Like, having those things added to have her spirit, like, in the episode still. Like, I love that we do that. Yeah. And, like, that's cool. Like, it's just nice. I think a, a few times I was like, I wonder if somebody started tuning in now, they would be like, who? Because she's not like in <laughs> any of the. Oh you know? my god! I yeah, I, I never thought about that. I realized that I was like, that's like a bad thing for a producer <laughs> of a show to never realize. I was like, what if somebody was just listening to an episode and they just heard April say like the inserts that we put yeah. in <laughs> her? It's like, whoa, that'd be so weird. Like, it's fun to have her voice still in there. I'm proud of how we've done that, too. I'm just proud of us. I think we've done good. I I think now that we're at the end of it, I've always felt proud of us, but it's... Sometimes you're like, I'm proud of the work I do, but it's very hard. Yeah. And you're just having a bad time right now. Yeah. And now it's like more, much more chill because we've already got most of the things we need out of the way and everything's coming to a close. And it's like, yeah, no, we did freaking good. Yeah. I think we've, yeah. Are there any episodes this season that you both feel personally connected to or like that you want to shout out that you were like, cool, I'm really glad we did that. Okay, wait, first off, I have to like look at every episode because <laughs> I don't remember. I have the memory of a goldfish. Um, let me see. I, I think I could list all of them right now with really numbers. Do it. 4.1, beginnings and endings. Mm-hmm. 4.2, mailbag with Alex. 4.3, Julie Murphy. 4.4, 4, disability. 4.5, weddings. Four six seems fake. Four seven personal style. Four eight tall. Four nine fashion part one. Four ten memes. This is crazy. Four eleven. <laughs> how? <laughs> oh wait, maybe I don't remember four eleven. I'll come back to it. Four twelve fashion. No no no. This is where we mix, it all comes We move down. these around. We move these around a lot. This is not your we fault. We did. Listen, shit happens sometimes. Yeah. And you think you're working on an episode and suddenly you have to change gears and work on another oh, one. Yes. yes, I remember. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Damn, I don't know 11 and 12. Okay, wait, hold on. Wait, don't tell me though. <laughs> 12 is a mailbag with Jasmine J. Or maybe 11, 11 is. It's a mailbag. Oh, yeah. Um, 13 is Fashion 2. What's 12? What was 12? <laughs> camp? Fat Camp? Oh, oh, fat camp. Damn. Okay, well. The reason you don't remember that is because we recorded it way earlier yeah. and then put it in there. Fashion part two, and then our last episode was Your Fat Friend, which we also recorded way earlier, and then Fatty EDU, and then which next... Got rec- which got recorded like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's also something that, like, Sophie, you recorded that Your Fat Friend one, and you were like... I don't know what this is for. Like, we kind of just, like, had a talk and maybe we can insert it. Mostly with that, I was like, I knew it was going to be good. And so I wanted to hold it in case we had an emergency. Okay. (laughs) And because I knew it would be, like, fairly minimal editing. I was like, okay, we're keeping this in our back pocket because we've had too many times where it's the day before. And Maria's like, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, (laughs) I got (laughs) to I gotta keep this just in case. I felt I felt very safe about that one, so we just like kept it. Yeah. Um, well, that, I think I would say that's one of the lessons we learned is like we have rated difficulties yes. for each, for like different kinds of episodes. So we're like, if we're feeling really burnt out and we felt like we just did a few episodes in a row where like it was a lot of heavy reporting and research and like sourcing of clips and Lynn. This is another behind the scenes thing is that Lynn does like a ton of research and a lot of writing for yeah. so for so to like structure episodes and whatnot but when we've had a few of those in a row it's kind of nice to do like a level level one (laughs) easy difficulty easy especially with my adhd i'm so bad at figuring out how much time something is going to take something always takes like honestly three times the amount of time i think it's going to take and like so a lot of times with these episodes i know what i want the big idea to be i probably have the idea of who i want to talk to i have the idea of what little clips i want to put in it and then like pulling it all together it's like how when i was in high school i could bang out a paper every time the night before it was due and then in college I was like oh um now I gotta start two nights before (laughs) at least and Lynn has been really I don't know if you realize how much of a skill it is to be able to adapt to someone's voice and 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Be able to, like, insert that. That's the skill of being a TV writer, essentially. Well, yeah, and writing for a medium that isn't ultimately words on paper yeah. is also a skill that... It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, Lynn, you've done great with that. Yeah. Wait, but which of those episodes do you guys want to shout out? I really like the memes episode. I guess I also like the episode I did, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lynn? I really liked the disability episode. That's also like a bias thing because I feel like that was the first one that you guys were like, all right, Lynn, need you to do a lot of research on like disability justice, which is something like I've very rarely in my life have I been just set loose learning about like disability because it's just not like even in my gender studies classes and like Alex is just so cool and I really appreciate it I thought that that episode was fun because it was like Sophie had like gone to the workshop but then also like interviewed Alex like two different times I think Mm -hmm. and then we also had like little bits of information and then like pulling together all of the resources for that one I just thought it was really fun. I think we did. It's a good, a good job. example of all the different things that can go into an episode. I went somewhere. I interviewed someone twice. We did research. I interviewed someone else that didn't even get in the episode. It was a Patreon extra. Like we watched a bunch of things. We had the interns like figure out. Like we did a lot that got boiled down into that episode. I think it's a great example of that. And like I'm hopeful whenever we do something like that episode that it's very helpful for Alex too. I'm always like, okay, cool. This person's doing such cool stuff. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think the episode I'm still most proud of is the first one. I was going to say like that one for me, it's not even that I'm proud of it. It just holds a a different weight from all the other episodes because it was, it was very personal. It was very special. Like I really liked that one. It's super personal for me. And it was one I've wanted to do for a long time, but it took maybe five times the amount of time for me to do it than any other episode this season. Like it took so long to edit and get everything in there because it was so personal. And I'm hopeful that next season we'll have more time and space to be able to like do more like that because I felt really good about that one as kind of like my thesis statement of what I wanted to do with the season of like more personal, more stuff pulled in, in a, in a raw kind of way. I just love, I, I love my mommy. It was nice to, yeah. <laughs> like, it was nice. And like, it's cool. I, we interviewed Whitney Catalano that episode for things for, and like a bunch of people have DM'd me and been like, I'm working with Whitney now. She was so great, huh. which is oh, awesome. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by Buffy, the makers of the incredibly fluffy cloud comforter. Did y'all see our Insta ad where I'm all wrapped up in my Buffy comforter reading my little book? I'd say that's what I've been doing with 99% of my free time since I got my cloud comforter. It's a nighttime blanket and part-time robe for me. And you heard me right earlier, over 11,000 customers have given the Cloud Comforter five-star reviews. 11,000 votes for softest and fluffiest and 11,000 votes for sustainability. Buffy's eucalyptus cover is actually genius comfort. Eucalyptus uses 10 times less water than cotton to grow and its fiber is produced using recyclable earth-friendly solvents. So don't forget that the inside filling has also been literally transformed from 100% recycled water bottles. How is this so perfect? 
DM me if you figure it out, but first try it for yourself. Buffy will let you try their cloud comforter in your own bed for free. If you don't love the comforter, return it at no cost. Win-win. SAF listeners can get $20 off by visiting Buffy.co and entering code SAF. That's Buffy.co and promo code SAF for the best dreams of your life. It's our last episode of this season and your last chance to try Undersummers by Carrie Ray with our discount code. Undersummers are the original soft, comfy shortlet slip shorts. They will quickly become your go-to thigh-protecting panty for underskirts and dresses year-round. Plus, they come in sizes small to 5X. It's summertime, which means a lot of thigh rubbing for all of us. When I have a big day in the sun ahead of me, I need some undies that don't cling, so I just wear my undersummers and I can breathe. Even when I'm staying inside, I'll throw on a bright pair for a pop of fun color when I'm lounging. Right now, Undersummers has new happy colors in stock, bright green, neon pink, and happy stripes. Get the bright green to match me. Use our new code just for She's All Fat listeners, SAF for $10 off your purchase of our favorite comfy, silky, smooth, breathable, anti-thigh chafing slip shorts. That's code SAF for $10 off on undersummers.com. This episode is sponsored by Audible. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. That's what my mom would always tell me when I was talking a lot on road trips, at least. Listening makes us better friends, partners, and podcast hosts. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible delivers all your faves, bestsellers, YA, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars. Maybe that'll be me one day but I'd only narrate the radical fat stuff or maybe a fat YA. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Personally, I would choose listening to Dear Sweet Pea by our dear friend, Julie Murphy. You can start listening with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash SAF or text SAF to 500-500. That's audible.com slash SAF or text SAF to 500-500. Now that we have talked mostly just about how hard we work, um, so I hope everyone appreciates <laughs> how hard we work, let's talk about what we've learned from this season and like what we want to put in place next season, which will probably, if y'all are wondering, will definitely happen like sometime later this year, we're going to like take a little bit of a break, but not as long as breaks we've taken between seasons in the past. So don't worry. What is stuff that you guys want to uh, roll with into next season? Like, what do you want to do next season? I have like a list of like 80 episodes that are partly worked on (laughs) that I want to flesh out, you know? I definitely still want to do an episode exploring fatness in film and movies. Yeah. Because I know we have had like fatty film schools before, but I sort of want to take a different angle on it. And that was one like an episode that I've been thinking about for a a little while now, I guess. Our fatty film schools like take one specific piece of media and like deconstruct it. But I want to sort of look at it from the lens of like film as a like entity. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I still, we're going to do an episode at some point about tattoos and that one's coming at some point. I want to do an episode about sisters. I want to do an episode about religion and fatness. I want to do another episode about sex and fatness. And I want to talk with a doctor specifically. I like want to interview a couple doctors for an episode. I just had an idea today that I thought would be cool to do an episode about like the times that I have changed my Twitter avatar or my display name on stuff or like talk to other writers who are fat and female and been like treated differently for their, you know what I mean? For like words online. I don't know. This is, this is a good example of like how ideas start. I'm like, you know, this random thing. (laughs) Yeah. We literally just start talking and writing it down. And then we look at the ones that have the most potential and develop them from there. Like for example, in my head right now, I'm like, you know, it'd be really cool if we do like an episode where we look at, cause I also really like history. (laughs) And so it's like, 
What if we look like at a his, uh, like fat historical figure and just like do an episode about that? Oh yeah, I want to do an episode about <laughs> Catherine the Great, and I also really want to do an episode about circuses and like Ooh. circus freak stuff and like opera. Also, for me, goes in there like fat bodies on stage that'll also touch on like racism stuff. I want to do an episode, which will be harder without April here, but I can get lots of other guests to help me with it. But I want to do an episode about like fatness and blackness. There's like that book that came out Mm -hmm. that was like about the origins of fat phobia being tied with racism, which is like a pretty, it's like, yeah, we talked about that all the time. And yeah, I don't know. There's, it just feels like there's so much more to explore still. I feel like even with our queer bodies episode, we just like scratched the surface of it. I want to talk about queerness more. Lynn, what about you? I still am really into that episode that came up because I was talking to my friend about bullet journaling. And I oh, think yeah. that one I just like sent you guys, or I was like sending you guys screenshots of a oh. text conversation I was having with my friend you were like, okay, like you can do that, but it has to be about like more than just bullet journaling. And so we were talking about like the idea of like tracking and different things that go into that. And I'm really excited about that. There's just like so much. I was when thinking about doing an episode specifically about HS might be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I want it. There's like so many more people I want to interview. There's so many more things I want to do. Like, I still feel very fresh. I'm like excited to talk about all these things still, you know? Yeah. Okay. I also had a weird idea for an episode about fat animals. (laughs) 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 Talking about like both how people love chonky animals, but then how like also if like people put weird diet stuff onto animals. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so those are episode ideas. Um, struck- That's kind of. This is gonna sound really stupid, but it's like that that episode already to me seems so hard because like you can't just like interview a fat dog. No, or maybe we can, <laughs> and it would be amazing. Yeah, I'd like to talk to Wishbone and like <laughs> really. Oh my god, that's amazing. No, oh my god, <laughs> investigative like on the street journalism, holding a Zoom mic up to like the next like fat dog that walks by you. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I want to talk about right. <laughs> me too. We have some. I think in the Facebook group, there's some people who have talked about this before. Like there've been discussions about it. I want to talk about hair. I want to do an episode about like long, we've already done an episode on hair, but I want to talk, I think we've talked about hair at some point. Maybe it was on our list of topics. I honestly don't remember. No, I think it it was on our list. It was on our list. It was like one of the first episodes. Look at you, Lynn. Should I name all of them that I've ever called? Literally. (laughs) can't believe you're so good. I'm a fan first and a worker second. I love you. Oh my God. Um, And I want to do an episode about Disney. I know we had two listeners email us who work at Disney in animation stuff. And I want to like talk to them about animation stuff. I don't know. I'm just excited. Right? We have like so many different cool ideas. I want to do an episode about boobs. An episode about like older fatties, which people in the Facebook group are always asking for. Yes. I mean, we can definitely do that. We'll have to find an expert because we're all still babies here. Even though I'm almost 30, I think I still count as a baby pretty much. Yeah, you're a baby. But like almost 30 can mean like any of us really. True. I feel I mean, like I'm almost 30. <laughs> I feel no. like I'm almost 30. <laughs> I mean, it really, for me, I didn't feel like I was almost 30 until like earlier this year. I'm 28. I felt like I was almost 30 when I realized that the election is two days away from my 30th birthday. And I was oh, like, yeah. I know. I was like, oh. I think once this year started, I felt almost 30 because I'm like, well, I'm turning 27 this year. That's like almost 30. Yeah. (laughs) I've started having like turning 30. I'm not worried about getting old. You know, like a lot of people get to 30 and they're like, oh my God, wrinkles or whatever. I've never felt like that. But like what I have started to feel is like biological pressure where Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh my God, I got to decide about kids. Like I like getting stressed about Especially when your partner is like a little bit older than you too. Oh my God. I don't know how. Victor is is two years older. older. He's not really older. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. We could talk about that, too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah, it's really funny. Like, I mean, it must have been seasons ago, but you had mentioned that, like, aging thing. And I was like, wow, I've never heard someone put it into words, That, but that's also exactly how I feel. Yeah. I'm like, I can't wait to get older. <laughs> Literally, like, I am I am excited to be more calm. Seems like women I know in their late 30s and 40s are more calm and, like, confident. <laughs> Pumped Look, I'm for just that. excited to grow this, like, gray hair streak that 
I uh-huh. have going on. Uh, it's like four or five. Yeah, it's like four or five white hairs, and I'm excited for it to fully grow into a streak. Hell and I'm yeah. gonna rock like the gray streak in her hair look. Hell yeah! I think I think I'll rock it. I'm very excited. About I'm it. Really I think that looks cool. Not identifying with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a baby, baby. I you're have to a real find baby. A place to live in twelve days. <laughs> <laughs> You'll make it, Lynn. You're at the start of your 20s. You still have to be, like, depressed about graduating. You haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) I'm not even going to know when it hits me because you guys have been telling me to look out for it. Wait, Lynn, how old are you? Um, 22. I'm going to be 23 in October, so I'm almost 25. You'll know when it hits you when you're like, can't believe that you're crying to Taylor Swift's 22 and you're drinking one beer. That's when you'll know. Okay. See, I really liked 23 because there's that Blink-182 song. The, what's my age again? Yeah, there's a lot of songs about that time because it's like about a, your 20s when you're like, what the fuck? Early is 20s. <laughs> early 20s is hard, man. It, you just haven't gotten used to stuff yet. You're still new. You're still fresh. Yeah, I'm fresh. Yeah, you'll get there. I looked at my credit yeah. score yesterday. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love looking at my credit score. Yeah, me too. Because I love seeing it climb every month. Yeah, I got, this is where I got like, good credit. our personalities come out. Like, I'm the biggest fucking nerd here. Yep. Yeah, Victor and I had our six-year dating anniversary on Monday. Isn't that oh, wild? Congrats. Thank you. We were not even in the same place, and we are going to have to celebrate next week. <laughs> but it's still... I'm excited. It's cool. Yeah, I feel like, you know, stuff may happen there, not to, like, push anything or jinx anything, but, like, whatever. But, like, you know, it feels like things are happening this year. There's, okay, so speaking of things happening, let's talk a little bit about next season logistically. So, number one, we can't officially announce anything, but we may be working (laughs) with a network for next season. What that would mean, we would, like, come out and spell it all out for everyone when it's all set up, but it's not set up totally yet. So don't want to say anything, but if that happens, then we are still going to do our Patreon because what that will give us the chance to do is invest much more time in the Patreon. Basically we want to work with a network that can take over some production work for us so that we can focus more on the content. So we have brainstormed a bunch of really fun things to be doing. Like we want to have the team. I love bread minisodes be more structured through the whole season. That was something we learned from this past season that like, we really want to, uh, invest a lot more in those being like a real extra mini podcast in themselves. We have a bunch of cool ideas for those. Sophie and I worked together for a couple days and I wish I could, I'm like doing that like annoying thing that YouTubers do where they're like, I wish I could tell you what I'm working on. But oh I'm my not God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you know I'm a real Stay influencer tuned, now. Like, subscribe, <laughs> turn on that bell notification, smash that like button. Smash no, it. <laughs> um, but we have some really, really, really good ideas because, well, so like we just started like chatting and we were like, we freaking love our patrons. Obviously we would not, we literally wouldn't exist without them. And people, I think people feel like that's uh lip service or something, but it's just literally no, true. Exactly. Well, it's like the reason we say it in every episode is because like we actually, like actually, actually couldn't do the podcast without our patrons. So yep. little shout out to the patrons right now, but also that obviously made us think like, we want to just keep making it better obviously with this season we were we tried the like extra like q a's and stuff and we're like i think that was good but we could keep improving it and so we brainstormed some really good ideas that i'm super excited about yeah so we again we can't say anything yet until everything gets like approved and fleshed out but I'm excited to work on that stuff. I am so excited. There, there's some really fun ideas, and it's going to be fun to have arcs over several minisodes, and it's going to be mm-hmm. like a fun little, like, whole other podcast, basically, that we're doing. And also, we're going to have more time to do things like work on more merch, work on merch that's just our merch, work on more collabs with other brands, like work on um, meetups, like potentially work on doing live shows, like work on, just like, if we don't have to be spending all of the time we have to devote to the podcast on doing like every single part of it, (laughs) then we will have time to do all these things that we've wanted to do for so long, but just haven't had the time to do. I mean, again, to be super transparent, it's like we make ad money and a lot of that ad money, it goes to all of the upkeep things we have to pay for. Literally all of it has gone to like 
um, all the startup costs we incurred and all of the like hosting and like things, just things we have to pay for. Like we use a program to like transcribe episodes. We have to pay for the hosting. We have to pay for uh, the music. We have to pay for all sorts of stuff. And that's what the ad money goes to. And to like, also we have to pay for a tax person. We have to pay for bookkeeper, bookkeeper, like all those things that costs Mm -hmm. a lot of money. And then the way that I pay Maria and Lynn is through Patreon. So like literally the reason that Maria and Lynn can work on this with me is because of Patreon. And so when we were talking about potentially joining a network, I was like, okay, but I'm like excited to do that, but there's no way that I want to lose out on the like amazing Patreon community that we've built. First of all, like the Facebook group is an incredible resource for so many people. Mm -hmm. I like often wonder what the people who listen, who aren't in the Patreon group, like how it comes across to them, because I know that every week I'm just like, it's amazing in there, but it actually is like literally the other day, someone posted, like I got a job because of someone else in this group or like, isn't that wild? Or like someone was like, oh, we met up and now we're friends. Like someone else was like, oh, I got like hand-me-down clothes from this other person. Like, it's just really cool in there. And I don't like want to lose the specialness that's the patron family, you know? Mm -hmm. And also like the potential network that we might work with. It's not like we're going to go be, you know, partners with Amazon or something. They're also pretty connected (laughs) with our ethos. Y'all will see. We've had a lot of network offers over the years and we have started working with some and then like backed out because we felt like they didn't align with us. And like, we've also just not even considered any because we felt like we wouldn't be able to, like the most important thing to us is number one, the family, the community. Number two, maintain independence in content creation. And number three, finding someone that could really partner with us in a way that would be like, actually like they get what we're doing and like, they want to support us and it's like mutually beneficial. So like, if this goes through, it's going to be like that, (laughs) which like totally aligns still. If we were bought by ABC or something like that, I would be like, cool. All the patron stuff is free now. You know what I mean? We'd be making like so much money. This is really, if, if it goes through, it'll be like a little support nudge to get us to the next level that I would be really pumped about us being able to like further invest more in the patrons. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's essentially just adding a couple more people to the team. Yeah. Basically we don't have to pay who get paid by the network that they work for yeah who will help us and that's really kind of at base level obviously it's much more complicated than that but that's really all it is it's we're just gonna get a couple more helping hands that will mean our load is a little bit lightened which will give us more time and energy to work on making everything better for you guys yeah essentially it's sharing ad commission so that we can offload some work is basically the structure Mm -hmm. of it, which is why a lot of other networks are like, now we own you and your content. And we've been like, no, No. (laughs) absolutely not. So yeah, I'm excited about this potential. And I'm also just excited. Like I'm going to be taking some time in the break between seasons. I've got to like finish my pilots. I'm going to start my book that I want to write. And I'm going to like come back refreshed and like ready to, instead of starting the season being like, this is an experiment. I'm scared. I miss April holding my hand. You know what I mean? I'm going to be like, can't wait to text April and be like, this episode did so well and have her be like, proud of you. Love you. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, uh, I'm really pumped for season five to be like an, another level up. I just feel good about it. I'm pumped. Also, can we just talk about season five? Like we're on season five. I know that's wild. What? That's wild. I, just that. I know. <laughs> We're, I guess we are, let's see, are we to the point now? Yeah. I can say I've been doing this for years now. Years. <laughs> it's cool. I've, I've been doing this for years. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like we've given everyone a little bit of a peek into how the sausage is made. Just like the grossest <laughs> metaphor. Um, but when we take our little bit of a break, what are y'all going to do for your late summer vacation? I'm for the first time taking time off all, all my jobs. I really only work for two companies at this point, but... Um, Which is a big uh, change. Never... Like two seasons ago, you were working for like 10 different I was. Things. I was. <laughs> I was like in full freelancer mode working like at 12 different places. But <laughs> So I work for two companies now. One of them is She's All Fat. Incorporated worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> That's a joke. Um, <laughs> I don't want someone to write in and being like, I thought you guys were uh, oh, no, we a are small a two-person <laughs> LLC. But, yeah. But, yeah, I'm for the first time ever taking complete time off all work. And I'm not going to open my email for two weeks. Amazing. <laughs> and I'm so excited. Um, and then a little bit later in the summer, um, Nate and I are going to Amsterdam. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. I'm very excited. Ugh. Everyone keeps teasing us and being like, are you guys going to smoke weed? And we're both like, we don't smoke weed. <laughs> um, yeah. His parents were like a little suspicious of why we were going to Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm going on a drug trip, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Red light district. Woo. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. Amsterdam's beautiful. I thought it was so I'm beautiful there. I'm very excited. It's going to be both our first time in Europe. Oh, my God. Whoa. It's going to be so I fun. Oh, amazing. And, oh, and this is new. I might be taking, sort of, like, uh, taking a little inspiration from Sophie over here. I might be taking, like, a girl's trip with my college bestie. Oh, yay. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. I really love that my college friends and I do this trip every year. Like, it's really, really, really nice. I highly recommend. Lynn, you have to wait a couple years for it to mean anything to you. <laughs> Lynn, what are you doing this summer? I'm kind of doing the opposite of Maria and going <laughs> <laughs> into full business mode. I'm, like, in New York now, and I am excited to, like, start doing comedy um, in a place that isn't, like, my small college. Um and I found this, it's like these two gay men who do like a queer comedy festival and I just signed up for it and I'm gonna like perform my gay comedy and then the people who like win the competition get to do like a 15 club tour. Um, Ooh. Which is like, Dang. that would be so cool. But regardless, like I was at a show the other night, but like obviously the women who performed were so cool and inspirational. And then like all of the men, I was just like, LOL, I'm so much funnier than you. Um, <laughs> and so I'm excited to like make it in the comedy world and be funnier than everybody else. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Anyone in New York, hit Lynn up. Yeah, hit me up. I'm trying to make money. Oh, and I also uh, start work for Who Knows, which is Maria's old job. Yay. Oh, yeah. That's, That's awesome. Uh, so cool. Yeah, and I already said I'm working on my pilots and my book, and I really feel like I need to integrate some more mindfulness and stillness into my life. I know those are like buzzwords, but also like... <sighs> I need to go to like a transcendental meditation retreat or something like that. <laughs> I need to Do like, it. yeah, I've been really considering going somewhere in the desert to an Airbnb for a weekend and just like being alone, tired. That sounds incredible. Yeah. I need- oh my God. Would you ever do one of those like sensory pools, whatever they're called? Oh yeah. <laughs> a sensory deprivation tank or whatever. Yeah, There's that. like a ton of those in Santa Monica. Well, yeah. I- you have to do that as an episode. Like that can't be your vacation activity. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So if I consider goes to doing the spa, that. That would be so good. <laughs> that would. Yeah. Should I, maybe we should do one at the Wii Spa, which is where people go and they're like naked all the yeah. time. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. I I really just feel like I, I even the vacations I've taken, like I haven't taken a real day off. You know what I mean? Like I'm always yep. checking in and working and doing this and doing that. And I really want to go and just be like, I want to feel like I'm actually on summer for a minute. That's what I was telling Lynn like before we started recording is like, I've never gone on vacation and not taken my laptop because I've always had to work yeah. in some capacity. <laughs> yeah. My goal is to do that at some point. It's different like taking a vacation from a job that it's just a job versus a job like I'm the boss of this job. You know what I mean? Like I can't ever really let it go. And I also am like, like it, it just feels different to take a vacation where you're like, I cannot give a shit about my desk job for the day or whatever mm -hmm. versus like I take a break and then I'm like, oh my God, what's how, is there a crisis? I get like, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Um, or people when I, like when I was visiting with Victor's family this past week, they were like, why do you need to do work? And I was like, they were like, tell your boss you're not working. And I was like, I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I want to get you a mug that says I'm the boss colon open parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> Jeez. I'm excited to like have a little time to like build in those break times because I want to be able to keep working sustainably and keep working on building on things and building up things. You know what I mean? I need to like build in 
times when I stop working at night. You're really good at that, Maria. Like you're much better at that than I am. And I need to do that. My laptop does not leave my office and I just hit a point and I'm not perfect. Like sometimes I'm working till like eight or 9 p.m. But when I do hit that point, I just turn it off and close the door behind me. And I'm like, done. Yeah. Done for the day. Yeah. I mean, I need to do that. I'm not, especially because it's like my jobs are this, I social media for Call Your Girlfriend, a couple other freelance writing and editing things. I think my cat's snoring in the background. (laughs) And, you know, my pilots, my, that kind of work. So all of that is stuff that it's like very hard to turn off. But I have found that I have felt too buzzy. You know, do you know what I mean? I felt too yes. like on still. Like I need to. It just feels like sometimes you're getting like ping ponged in a billion different directions. Yes. Yeah. I need to. That I hate that feeling. That's one of the reasons <laughs> I joined like a co working space so I could like try to build in more actual office hours and not just be in my house, which is also where I try to rest you know? Mm -hmm. So, and it's hard because like my friends are also involved in my business. It's like, I'm friends with everyone here. I'm friends with everyone on call your girlfriend. Everything bleeds into everything else. And so I was like, okay, cool. This is, I need to set up some boundaries in like a different way. That's like, that feels good about this. Yeah. Actually, Lynn, in the job that you're going to now, my friend Taylor like started her podcast, Who Knows, and I worked for her. And we're really close friends. And that was like a huge lesson I had to learn where it was like it all felt meshed all the time where it was like, when are we being friends and when are we talking about the show? Because it feels like we're always talking about the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was true for me in April, too. Like there was like a good year there where I was like, remember when we had conversations about things that were like not this (laughs) freaking podcast? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks because like you said, like it's something you care about. So it's like you want to have a break, but at the same time, you always want to be working on it yeah, and making it better. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a hard thing to do for sure. It's definitely hard. The way to make it sustainable though, is to set those things in, which I'm excited to do. I feel excited. And I hope that our family is like excited along with us. I hope people send in what they want us to do episodes on and like hopes and wishes for the Patreon and people they want us to interview and things they want us to do. Like we want to try to fulfill all the family's dreams and like keep going with stuff. You know, there's so much, I just feel like there's so much more for us to do. Oh, 100%. Okay. Well, uh, the only other question I have for you guys is like, are you like gonna get fat anytime soon? <laughs> I'm working on it. Please. <laughs> if you were a real ally, <laughs> you would be fat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, that's really what I want you guys to work on this summer is becoming fat. Okay. All right. All right. Consider it done. <laughs> <laughs> um, love you guys. Really proud of us. Glad we have our team and uh, have a great summer break. Have a great summer break. And channel. thanks for the family for sticking with us through this season and hope to see you next season. Yay. Okay. Um, we've solved season four. <laughs> you're welcome. You're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> oh yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm stopping yep. recording. And that's our show. She's All Fat was created by me, Sophie Carter-Khan, and the iconic April K. Quio, who is on a break this season. You know what she said to me the other day, though, was... Please don't play my burp on the freaking podcast. It's been a long day. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to FYI at she's Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. Our theme music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was co-produced and edited by Maria Ortel. Our junior producer is Lynn Barbera. Our lovely, amazing new interns are Freya Salander and Yelly Cruz. I am our host and co-producer. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Bye.
I, I'll have to say I, I, I'll try. I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna cut that out because someone's gonna be like, "That's Jesus not Christ. like a thing you should be saying." Yeah. Oh God. Uh, if you guys were real allies, you'd be fat. So you're fake friends. <laughs> um. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.